0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? (laughs) Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. How you doing? Hopefully really well. Um, I am excited about this podcast I'm about to give for your earbuds. And it also, like, moved me a little bit to want to talk about this some more. Um, I like to keep it real with you guys. As you guys know, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, and I also really love like connecting with you guys. I felt like that's how this podcast even really came to be. What is it? Two years ago now? Cause I was like, I just want to keep it real. I just want to be me. I just want to have this like big connection with the people that take the time to listen to me. Cause otherwise, what are we here for? You know? Yeah. Okay. Collect a paycheck. That's always nice. But I like connecting with you guys. And today I had a listener DM me and she was like, Riley, I just want to let you know, you know, basically in short (laughs) that you're doing the damn thing and you give a divorced mommy of two hope and inspiration. She was like, it just really means the world to me. She's like watching you and Marshall's story, love story, now a family develop really gives me hope. And that y'all don't even know is like life blood. To me, because yeah, it's an awesome compliment, but it's also there in that connection that I always crave. And I got to thinking because a couple of people have actually DM'd me about this lately, you know, like asking me about uh, like how did I do it, how did I date as a single mom and meet Marshall, and how did I meet a man and you know weed out the idiots, and there were many you know, that didn't want anything to do with really being a family and being a dad and get too Marshall. Um, Let me tell you, it was not no (laughs) freaking cakewalk. But I just started to thinking in my head, like, this phrase of, like, you have to give up to move forward. That sounds so damn contradictory of every single thing that I try to embody as Riley Couture. Cause I'm always like, just do it, never give up, can't stop, won't stop, da 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 da. But when I say you have to give up to move on, especially for me in the love arena, I did. I had to let go and let God or whatever all those Pinteresty things are, whatever which way you want to spin it. I had to let go of the tiger grip I had on the idea of what I wanted life to be. The timeline that I wanted said life to be and like the specific details of it. I did get those specific details too that I always wanted, mind you. But it was not until I decided to stop acting like a psycho and let go that I got what I wanted. So I started to think about the string of relationships love men dating in my life all the way back to the beginning I started dating pretty young my first serious boyfriend I was 14 years old and we were together for like a year and a half and I was so in love with him thought we were gonna get married blah 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 blah, blah young love and we broke up and it snapped me in half now when I say snapped me in half what is really snapped in half to a 16 year old 15 sorry But for me, I remember it being the thing that, like, springboarded into a spiral of me kind of going downhill as a teenager. You know, like, when we first broke up, first time I went out and got drunk and puked in a bush. You know, like, through the breakups to makeups or the merry-go-round of emotions that happens when you're a teenager and you lose your first love were, you know, it was emotional and crazy. And I just... I remember that being my first like break of the innocence of childhood if for lack of a better word you know like not to get super dramatic but that was when I started to get in trouble and I was like a really bright teenager I was talented I was you know pretty good friend but that break in a relationship really messed with me and that was when I had formed this idea of like oh I want to get married I want to have these kind of, I would have two kids by the time I'm like 25, which because <laughs> here I am 39 about to get married on my second kid. So obviously that really worked out differently. But after that breakup, then there was my next relationship for four and a half years. Thought I was going to marry that one too. That one was a pallbearer at my dad's funeral. We were, you know, I don't want to say like super, super in love because I was super in love with him. I don't know if he was in love with me the same way. Like I was his first real serious girlfriend. But we both had parents pass away within that relationship. So we were like very bonded in that. But then towards the end when it was really time to split, you know, when we were going to college and it was past high school stuff, you know, we went to prom together. When it was time to kind of like grow out of that, I didn't want to let it go. Uh, There it is again. Didn't want to let go. Didn't want to give up on that relationship and move on. Because sometimes you have to. And listen, that got ugly. Very, 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 very ugly towards the end. Way uglier than it ever should have. Because he's a good person. I was a good person. Just didn't want to let go. And the breakup was so nasty that we didn't talk for 13 years. 13 years later, we ended up trying to rekindle. Still didn't work had to let it go, but that one was prettier because we were older and had a respect for each other to like, okay, you know what? This just isn't going to work. Love you. Go forth and conquer. He's married with a beautiful wife and a stepson and it's the best possible outcome for both of us. But again, had I let it go earlier, there wouldn't have been all that hurt for so many years because for a long time, I never let that go. Like the hurt that I felt like I imposed upon him and the, hurt that I harbored that he opposed upon me, it was just ick. Because all that hurt stays with you. It weighs on you. You know, after that, I thought I had found the love of my life when I left home for the first time and lived in Michigan. And maybe it could have been. We were only together for a short time, like a year and maybe a month. And I thought this was it. This was the w- for a very long time, I thought this was the one that got away. And I treated him like shit. Because within that time, I got and lost my first radio job ever. And I was devastated and took it all out on him. And I think I was pretty emotionally abusive to him. If I'm a real woman and admit it, I was awful. And I regretted that for a very, 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 very long time. And here it is again. Couldn't let it go. He was already done, gone with me. Wouldn't speak to me, had blocked me before blocking was really even a thing. Just it was done. And I harbored that emotion of, oh, my God, what could I have done differently? Can I please just make amends? And I'm not saying don't make amends. But I'm saying when the the horse is dead and beaten, let it be. And I couldn't for years i just thought that was the one that got away i'd give anything to have him back da da like tried to sort of rekindle that through friends reaching out to him years later and it was just like let it go let it go give up give up to move on so then i met the one that shaped me in the best and worst way possible the most emotionally and physically abusive relationship I've ever been in my life this was the one that really did snap me in half remember that snapped in half when I was like 16 (laughs) that went nothing compared to this and it was just awful and I I I fell in love really hard and really fast, and I was 28, and I thought, oh, this is it. This is the one. This is that picture that I had in my head of life. He was perfect on paper. Like, we looked cute together. Oh, my God. But it was awful. We were horrid to each other. There was no respect. There was hitting. Awful, awful, awful bouts of drunken fighting. It was terrible. It was everything you could imagine you don't do in a relationship. And respect went out the door from day one. I think we were together like a week when he called me a see you next Tuesday. I think we were together a month the first time there was any hitting involved. And that's hard to talk about because that was the number one thing I ever needed. If I ever needed to give up or quit something in my life, it was that and I just couldn't. It's amusing to me to think about now because I talk about this relationship sometimes to my fiancé, albeit he doesn't like to hear it, and rightfully so. It's like, can you imagine Riley, your future wife, as being a woman that will literally get down on her knees and beg someone not to leave literally on her knees in public more than once? (laughs) It's like I can chuckle about it now, but that was a true story of my life for a good three years. and. I was going to marry that person. And the first time he broke up with me right before our wedding, four months before, after we had everything set, was so devastating. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to turn. I wanted to quit radio and go home. I wanted to just quit my life and start over but I had already worked so hard to get certain parts of that life, like my career, and it was just getting started. And then I felt like I got to the point where I could give up on it. (laughs) And lo and behold, there's always that text. There's always that call because a narcissist will always come back to what feeds their narcissism. And me being the weak little lamb that I was at the time, I took him back. Not only did I take him back, But I said yes, again, and planned another wedding. I had even moved to a different city. I was, like, picking up my life, and that was right when he snatched me right back in with the promise and the plan of, of course, we'll move to Nashville. We will start our lives. We planned an entire wedding in Nashville in a different city. You know, we're together for about another six months and four months out from that wedding. Mm-hmm. Left me in the most awful way. Because I had a sneaking suspicion he was cheating. Wasn't really super hard proof. I had a lot. I like shut my eyes to so much when we were together. I'm 98.8% positive there was more than one cheating account. You know, we. I later on had friends tell me, Friends that were on our wedding, by the way, that he would bring waitresses home to their house. I'm like, what the fuck are you letting this waitress walk into your house when you're in my wedding? Okay. Yeah. So the day that he was leaving me, he literally told me, I hope you go slit your throat. Ha! Yes. If that is not the worst breakup in at least Riley history, or many histories, I don't know what is. And. I was forced at that point to give up it and go forward. But it didn't come easily. There was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of wishing that I wasn't going to live. Let's be real here, because this is really Riley. For a long time. For at least the next year or so, I stayed in that state. Drunk, depressed, crying, not wanting to live. But I did. Just kind of went through the motions of life. And then I moved again and left that city behind. And started another life, a new me, in Atlanta. Oh, my God, did I love that city. I felt like I blossomed into the best version of myself to date at that time. Because I think the best version is kind of breathing right now here. Um... But dating, ugh, Lord have mercy. (laughs) Like, men didn't know what to do with me in that city. And at least with some of them, I was, like, really willing to just be like, eh, okay, whatever, you're a fuckboy, I don't care. Like, I didn't really fall super deeply in love and give all of the parts of myself to anyone there the way I had in previous times and relationships. There wasn't, like, these soul-crushing times. I did, you know, get super into people, but I think I was so used to just being hurt and tossed away at that point that I was like, all right, well, this is what life is, you know? I mean, I was used to being treated like I didn't matter, and I was letting people treat me like I didn't matter. Just this merry-go-round, still trying to find that person. Still trying to find this vision, this perfect, like, picture of what my life should have been. And I was losing hope at that point. You know, because I'm like, oh, I should have been married. I should have had two kids by the time I'm 30. And uh, it was like 33 when I had my son. And, you know, even that pained me for a little while because it wasn't fitting into the picture. Single mom with no one there. No love, no one to help me. That wasn't the picture that I wanted. And because I couldn't let go of that picture, I think I missed out on a lot of precious moments in the beginning, if I'm honest, too. Which, as you can tell, chokes me up a little bit. As much as I love my son today, I don't know that I fully embraced his presence in the beginning because of the fact I couldn't give up on that picture of my life and move forward. So then I moved again. For radio, you know, it's not like me just, like, picking my life and randomly leaving. Like, I got great job opportunities, and that's why I always moved. God's and God's amazing timing is always great. So then when I came to D.C., oh, my God, it was the most depressing time of my life because I was a mom. I didn't really date a whole lot because it's expensive. Like, guys don't really realize that. Like, if I go on a date with you, I actually have to spend, like, $100 on a sitter. So, yeah, so you might be taking me out to a nice dinner but I'm still spending money that I really didn't have. I was so broke when I first came here because man, the Maryland taxes get you. Um, but it was real hopeless dating. And I dated a plethora of different guys, guys that were seven years younger than me, 10 years younger than me. I dated guys that were douchers, guys that ended up like sending me the D picks, guys that Ended up in, like, serious relationships five minutes after our first date, which led me to believe they probably weren't single when they took me out on said date. My favorite, though, is when I went on one that sits down in the first three minutes of dinner and is like, I just want to let you know that I'm in an open relationship. I'm like, what in the damn hell does that mean? Apparently, he lived with a girl, been together for two years, but they just go out and have sex with random people and come back home to each other, each to their own. But Lod knows that wasn't at all anywhere near that pretty little picture that I wanted for my life. I got so tired of it, y'all. And there was a couple of cute, good guys in there. But again, it was like, eh, you weren't this or weren't that. Which isn't always right that you do to somebody. Like, oh, because they have one little thing wrong with them, you write them off. But I think I was just tired. I was so tired and so beaten down in that span of, like, relationships and broken heartness that I just didn't give a shit anymore. Aha! But now we're starting to get somewhere. I'm not saying you should just not give a shit, but kind of, because there was one more in there that I dated for a couple months, and I knew he was wrong, knew he was wrong. He was, like, 17 years older than me, which, again, each to their own, but it was just, like, not the right fit, but I was going along with it, because there we go again on paper. looked good. mm -mm -mm mm-mm, mm-mm. He snapped my heart. No, let me not get him that much credit. He didn't snap my heart in half, but, like... It was just icky, you know, like it was led to believe that it was going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, boop, out of nowhere, ghosted for a week. And then I'm so sorry I can't do this, which is always the fun conversation. Just like, well, wait, what happened? What did I do? And y'all, when I say that was the moment, the snap for good, like a good snap this time, that I was like, fuck this. I am done. Like I was so far done. I had so far given up on dating and love that I almost missed out on Marshall my wonderful Bay daddy, Mm, that's so cute to say that, and husband-to-be. Because I was it. That was it. I finally said, all right, God, I am done. Universe, I'm over it. It's just going to be me and Lyric. Because to me, that was better, and that was more security and more comfort in being sure in myself that I was going to rock this shit alone. I was going to be single. That was it. Because, I mean, the timeline and the, the pretty little picture had done lapsed by a couple of years of what I thought life should be and should look like and had to be. The, that, like, pretty little fairy tale Cinderella thing was gone. The glass slipper had broken, and it was never getting put back together. But that was the best fucking thing that has ever happened to me. I literally was like, I am over it. Then lo and behold, this Korean guy puts a like on one of my Instagram pictures, videos, workout video, saying, I see you put in work. <laughs> and I literally was like, all right, fine, I'll talk to this dude, but I'm done. Poor Marshall had to ask me for like three coffee dates before I actually committed to going to that Stone Mountain hiking date where he later proposed to me. I was so done. I was over it. And the wall that I put up for this poor man, it was like the Great Wall of China times three. There was like no, there was no penetrating the icy block around my heart. But I almost feel that that was good for me because I'd given up. I'd given up on the picture. I was like, that's it. Like, who is this guy? He's six years younger than me. He's not going to want, a single mom, like, yeah, he's gonna think that I'm fun, he's gonna think I'm cute, but then when life and shit gets serious, eh, it is not gonna work, it's not gonna be anything. And then he was pushing me to meet my kid not pushing, but like, he knew we were it, there was no me without Lyric. And the first time they met, the first time Lyric cried when he was leaving out the door, I was like, ah, shit, God. You were listening (laughs) all of them times that I was crying in the shower after I put Lyric to sleep, bawling my guts out, asking where was my person. You were listening. You were just waiting for me to give up to go forward. I mean, it's crazy because right about two years before I met Marshall, I started doing the vision boards that I've talked to you guys all the time about and putting down, you know, what I really wanted. And, yes, I'll admit it, even though I was, like, done with it, I still put lovey-dovey stuff on my vision boards. And I even wrote in my journal specifically what I wanted in a man to the T. And I'm not going to tell you guys what was written there because I plan on giving that list to Marshall on my wedding day. It was that specific. So, like, I guess in this whole long, weird rant of the history of Riley's relationships, I guess I just like to share that nitty gritty with you when people share with me how broken they feel and how they feel like they're never going to come back to love. They're never going to get this life that they want. It's never going to be this fairy tale and this pretty picture on Instagram. That is at Riley Couture right now. Y'all from what you just heard about that relationship story. Does any of that coincide with how pretty my Instagram might be today? No. (laughs) Uh -uh. I mean and I know that Marshall and I have. We've already had our ups and downs. In life, it's been a rocky ass two years, but a beautiful rocky ass two years. So I'm not trying to act like, okay, the glass slipper's on my foot now. You can just admire me because Lord knows we're going to have more problems. We're going to have, we're about to have another baby. Of course, there's going to be drama, you know? I just, I like to share that story, not for pity ever, but for hope. Because pity doesn't live here with me. I don't like it. I don't like pity. I don't like sorrow. It annoys me. Like, I I live by that credo. Like, you're allowed to be depressed, you're allowed to be sad, but you're not allowed to stay there. So I feel like the only advice I could give, again, to anybody that's in that boat of, like, that desperate wanting and longing for your person and to start building the building blocks of that home, whatever that means for you, that you want, you just got to give up to move forward. So cliche, so annoying, so true. And probably the hardest and most profound thing I have ever done next to motherhood. But for myself, literally just open up the palms, letting go of the white knuckle tiger grip and been like, all right, God, universe, life, what you got for me? I mean, that's it's so stupidly simple, but it's so true. Because once you can do that, I feel like the fog clears on all the rest of the garbage. Whatever things you might see in somebody else that you think you might want to have of theirs or whatever you thought you left behind that you could have had that you don't have now, that fog just starts to dissipate. And you're like, all right, now we have to see what's ahead of me. I am giving up to move forward. Write it down, put it on your vision board, put it on your Pinterest board, Riley Couture told you. And when you find you're somebody in like five years, I want to see pictures, (laughs) y'all. I'm just saying, because y'all know I love that shit. But end rant, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Really Riley. It's actually pretty special to me because there's a couple of things on there I haven't really gone into or told people. And I hope you take it as a way of connection and inspiration for you too. Because that is my jam. Y'all, if uh, this helped you, please hit me up and let me know. Or if you've got a story you want to share with me, I love that too. I like chatting with you guys. The DMs, as always, are always open. It's at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Snapchat is at Radio Reacon. And then uh, TikTok is Riley Couture 7. You guys, I hope you have a awesome day. I hope you're going forward with a lot of hope in your heart. Because sometimes that's all we have. I will stop being mushy. <laughs> and I will talk to you guys with the fave five on Friday. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.